coming up on Colony Confidential. What's up with you and commenting on everybody's posts on Facebook, bro? Get a life. I feel I have to say my opinion. When you responded to Jamie's post that you wrote, a cockfight, male chickens, did you think other people thought it was some kind of other cockfight? You never know. You got to cover your butt, you know? You know what I mean? You know the best way to CYA? CYA? Yeah, cover your butt. Yeah. Don't reply at all. Don't just read it, laugh, and keep going. Okay. You commented twice on Lenny Martinez's one picture. Yeah, I, I, Lenny has no friends. I looked at who his friends were. He got no friends. I'm starting to think you ain't got no friends either with all these Facebook comments. I, I, I have lots of friends. And the thing, I have to reply because my opinion matters. <laughs> this podcast really went to your head now that you're an influencer, huh? I'm telling you, I'm learning more about this stuff now. You're in, you're in, you're in, you know what? You got a problem now because this is this is opening up an old new can of worms or can of bed bugs, whatever you want to say. Yo, you should travel more like to this pest control stuff yeah. because people are recognized. Some kid came up to me. I mean, he's a grown man, but he's young. And he was like, Joe Sheehan. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, nice to meet you. I love the podcast. So for those of you listening and potentially watching this, I am in. Raleigh, North Carolina, at Cole March's annual CO2 conference, where I dare say the brightest minds in our industry come to help each other. If you're not familiar with it, it's an amazing program put on by Cole March. Uh, some of you may know Donnie Shelton. He's in the pest control business. Triangle Pest, but he also has Cole March. Are you dressing warm enough? Because you sound like you got a cold. I am. I'm sick. I'm definitely telling Peggy. That's okay. Thanks. I'm telling your mother. I'm telling your mother. It's all our insurance friends' fault because they're here. And they took me. They kidnapped me last night and took me out and made it worse. <laughs> I know you and don't believe Which that. one of them put the gun to your head? Both of them. Oh, was that guy from Louisiana there? No, Mississippi. Mississippi. And and and, and our boy Allen with the, with the, with the, with the insects? No, Alan's not here. Frank is here from Select Insurance and uh, Billy from the actual underwriting insurance. Oh, that Frank's turning out to be a wild man, huh? Nah, we went home early. I mean, we were still home early, but you know. What's early? You know, uh, 11.30? 12? Was that later than you? Was that later than you? That's, that's scary. I was out with Uncle Mike, Capital oh. Grill. Did you get the cone rub like I told you? No, I got this very delicious filet mignon slices. As an appetizer, I had mushrooms stuffed with lump crab meat. Oh, delicious. I heard the tree is smaller this year. It looked awful big to me. It got some mutt running around uh, for some TV station. He wanted to interview us. But he goes, so how do you feel about this tree? I go, yeah, it looks pretty good. Well... You know, do you think it's right that they cut it down? I got three seventy-five years old. That's older than most people live. Yeah, but now there's one less tree, and I'm like, oh, this guy. I said, yeah. Well, you're worried about the trees. Get in the car and drive about a half hour up the New York State Thruway. You'll see all these trees: aunts, uncles, grandfathers, relatives, and everything. It's one tree. How many jobs did this tree create? Look at all the people around you. They're having a good time. We got tourists here. 
you know, there's more money flowing into the city. This is one thing that the Blosio couldn't screw up. As much as he tries, this Christmas thing still goes over big. I said, just look at the crowd. They're here to see the tree. They ain't here to see me or you. I said, so yeah, I think the tree's a good thing. I think it's great. I'm glad they cut it down. Uh, yeah, so the tree was nice. It was lit up. Everybody, you know, was having a great time. I never seen anybody unhappy by that tree. So how's the conference? It's good. A lot of they stuff. Got, got some new stuff, some new angles. Today was about bettering your business basically through, you know, hiring and retaining the right employees. So there was a lot of talk about millennials. Donnie Shelton started off and, and he was like, he, he just talked about disruption um, versus distraction. Disruption is like when Uber came to the market. It completely di disrupted the taxi business, right? Or the internet completely disrupted the Yellow Pages. You know what I mean? Because Yellow Pages doesn't exist anymore because marketing, you know, it's basically... Um, so how they defined it, they said in business, a disruptive innovation is an innovation that creates a new market and value network and eventually disrupts the existing market and value that's in place and established. So, I mean, that was the beginning. Repeat what you just said. I didn't get it. I didn't get what you just said. In business, a disruptive innovation is an innovation that creates a new market yeah. and value network and eventually disrupts an existing market and value network, which puts the established market uh, and leading firms and alliances pretty much out of business. You got it? Yeah. So that's like Uber, Amazon, the internet, what they did to, you know, what they did to the existing companies that were in that space, Toys R Us, Amazon, did Toys R Us. That's why Toys R Us is out of business. But the point of it was that as a, as a pest business, is it this, you know, he, he wanted to say, is the disruption coming? Is it already here? And, you know, the disruption is here already from, from the conversations. Most of us are seeing it and feeling it with the hiring pool. Um, so he just went over that, which, which was very interesting. And they've added to some new software which is going to help us get better analytics. We already use the software, so we just have to figure out how to incorporate this stuff where you'll be able to, um, I'll be able to figure out what, what our cost, our actual cost is uh, per application, per hire, and what it costs us to retain employees. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. They did some pretty cool stuff here. It was a lot of it was about hiring and hiring smart. Um, about how back in the days, remember back when you had a company, it was a privilege to work for your company, right? But I didn't hear when I had a company, it was a privilege to work for your company. It's just like, a privilege to be around me. Yes, that's true. Right, and now it's more like. Uh, your privilege to have these people work for you. Yeah, well, you know what? That's got to stop. You think so? It's a privilege to have them work for you. They're lucky they got a freaking job. Yeah, but that's not the mindset nowadays is the point. How do you change that? 
you have to sell your business to incoming employees. So that means you got to pay them more. Well, it's a combination of things. It's not just that because the millennials today don't want, you know, pay is not the number one. You know what I mean? Pay is not the number one thing. So what what is the number one thing or things? Well, it's a combination of things. Pay is certainly up there, but like they they showed they threw some statistics out. Some of the speakers that uh, millennials, sixty four percent of millennials said that they wouldn't work in construction even if the pay was a hundred thousand or more. Why? Well, because they don't. The, the why? I don't know. Why is this they don't guy? They want to get dirty. So uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, well, what do they also, want to do? How are they going to pay off their college loans? Get Bernie Sanders elected. No, they, they 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 just went through a bunch of stuff where like they they want they want purpose at their job. They want to feel like they have a purpose. Um, they want to be developed. They want to see that they can develop their career with you. They don't want to think of you as their boss. They want to think of you as their coach. Um, they don't want to think about that they get. Uh, quarterly or annual reviews. They want to think of it as an ongoing conversation. Um, they don't want to know about their weaknesses. They only want to know about their strengths. And they want you to be engaged with their life. So, so if they want to be on something worthwhile, you realize that pest control is on the front front line of, of health care. You got to sell them on that. that more. Right. And they were saying, they were saying like millennials' parents are involved in their work life. So there's actually a thing called parents day. You know, how you used to bring your, bring your kid to school, bring your yeah. kid to work. Now it is like a, bring your parents to work day. Oh Jesus. Yeah. But, um, it's just crazy. And so what, so, what I, so in other words, these millennials will never grow up. You got to bring mommy and daddy to work to show them what they do. Mommy and daddy might not like it. Well, part of this is also what uh, a lot of us refer to as the wussification of America. Uh, you know, where you get a trophy for participating yeah. or you, you go to a school. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the, some teachers that we know were, were taught at a school and the school probably about six years ago, maybe longer, decided that there'll be no more minus grades because it has a negative connotation on the children. They're wrong. It has a positive. I'm just telling you why we are where we are. But so, the bottom so, line... So you, 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 we're, 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 we're forming a bunch of losers where you can't, you can't be told you're not doing good. You got to bring mommy and daddy to work. Right? I, I mean... It, I guess that's harsh. I think I think that there are extremes on both ends of this particular generation. But the bottom line is, is that this is the hiring pool for the next 15 to 20 years until the next generation comes in and who knows where they're going to be. So we have to adapt as business owners. You got to hire some. Who came after the baby boomers? Me. What are you considered? Gen X. 
You got to hire some Gen X guys that are retired or some baby boomers that are retired. A couple baby of boomers. days a week. Huh? I mean, no. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn how to hire these this group of people because baby boomers, everyone's going to, listen, everyone's going to retire or die at some point, right? Bunch so we got to, listen, this is the same thing we talk about when I talk politics. We, this is what we go. This is what we have, and I got to figure out how to work with them. So this conference is why I'm here. I'm gonna figure out how to work with them. And I but can still the feel things, disgusted about this. Absolutely, especially being the generation you're from. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that the guy said that I liked is he said, "Don't pay a premium to try and keep employees because you won't keep them just by paying them more money, and you need to create." Um, better approaches to leadership and uh they were talking about higher engagement levels so making your making sure your employees are did they tell you how to do that there is yeah i got a bunch of notes on how to do it you know it's it's just by making work fun and giving them you know giving them all the tools to succeed creating some type of leadership track in your organization where you know if you do all these things you could become you know, management at some point or making them feel like they have a purpose. So even doing, you know, like some of the stuff that we already do, the No Shave November, the Breast Cancer Awareness, the honoring of the veterans where you're getting like the team buy-in. What about, we were going to bring some of these guys on to Colony Confidential. How'd that work out? I didn't see anybody. What do you mean? I bring them on to a podcast. Oh, some of the right? people. So bring them on. We introduce them. What a great worker they are. Maybe there's a job that was difficult to do. This guy went in there, straightened it out, and he's a valued, you know, blah. The downside of that is somebody owns a company that might go after the guy. There's always a downside for that, but there's other ways to handle those kinds of people. Yeah, bricks through the windshield. I don't know nothing about that. Uh, That would be a perfect segue for allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, I mean, there was a guy that goes so far. He's uh, he's from a company called Blades of Green. They're more of a lawn care company. Yeah. His hiring process, he said out of 300 applicants, they hire one person, right? Basically, that's their average. And he said that they make the applicant feel special from the beginning to the end. So when they come for the interview, there's a special parking spot that says future team member parking only. And that's where the person's supposed to park. When they walk in the door, it it shows like they have like a rundown of what's going on for the day. And it says like, uh, welcome Ed Sheehan, future team member. Um, and then everybody there knows that Ed Sheehan is there for an interview at one o'clock. So when they see, they see him, they, they say hello to him. Smile. Hey, Ed, how you doing? Look forward to working with you. All of this stuff is going on before they're even hired to make them want to work at that company. Yeah. But this is the, and this, but That's this guy a has, idea. A, yeah, I can go has an 80, 86% retention rate on his hires. Oh. So he said it's very visual. They're actually going to start giving out like a yellow, a yellow bag with the company name on it with like, a drink or something in it so that instead of trying to figure out if this is the new guy and say his name, every, the guy with the yellow bag is going to be the guy. So everybody knows his name. Hey, Ed, how you doing? You know what I mean? While he's walking around the office, 
being shown stuff, waiting for his interview or whatever. They personalize a welcome sign. Like when he walks in the front door, it says, uh, welcome Ed Sheehan. It's like on a little, you know. So like everybody those... that comes for an interview gets a goodie bag. Pretty much. Right. Okay. And they're made to feel special. You know? Yeah. So I got given a booty bag. Everybody knows their name. What else? Um, well, they say that they, they try and do a ride along, like a four hour ride along. Because, you know, you, you, in the four, you can't lie for the full four hours as the applicant. That You know what I mean? You get yep. to know, and the applicant knows you sold them on your company and what you do, but then he gets to see, like, a, you know, what actually goes on in the field. Do they pay this kid for the interview, for the four hours? I don't know what they do, and, and the guy was very specific in saying, you know, every state is different, whether you can do this or not, with or without pay. You need to figure out how to do it and do it legally, and it, it'll better your business. I mean, look, the guy's got 86% retention rate. He's guy, He's doing something right. Yeah. All right. I could see that you have to do that. It's just a different ball game, you know. And you, I re- listen. You really do have some pretty smart people down here. Yourself included. So, absolutely. Uh, this guy Bobby Jenkins from ABC Home uh, and Commercial Services out of Texas is a monster. He's got like 850 employees. They do all types of profit sharing. He does a meeting, I think it's every month or every quarter, where he breaks everything down for his entire company and shows them what the profits are, what the costs of everything are. Um, he And, and so some, something that they started doing is instead of saying, hey, how you doing? They say, what's up, man? Tell me something good. Because you know how you doing. I, you know, if you ask me how I'm doing right now, I can feel like shit. I can't yeah. talk. I sound, you know what I mean? But if tell you say, me tell me something good, I got to figure out something good to say. You know, it looks like you're having a little trouble there with your man bun. My hair is fine. My hair, I'll have you know uh, <laughs> that somebody was so taken aback by my my lovely locks yeah. that an- another man ran his fingers through my hair. Really? I felt some kind of way about it, but I, you know, we joked about it and I let it go. But that's how you so, know, uh, luscious yeah, it is. You haven't, you haven't dinner with that guy tonight, are you? No, no, no. This did not happen here. So an- another thing that uh, one of these people spoke about is, um, you know, consequences. And instead of having negative consequences, create consequences in your business to run he used the word run toward instead of run away from like if you do this the consequence is this and it's a great consequence so basically in general embrace change learn how to handle it embrace it sure yeah i mean look that's that's what I, that's every day in business right yeah yeah so a lot of good quotes a lot of good books um one of the guys here talked about failing intelligently he just said fail quickly the faster you fail the faster you'll learn <laughs> oh but so uh listen um what are they talking about tomorrow tomorrow's mostly more is like marketing so who's the, who's the speakers oh uh, you got a bunch of people uh <clears throat> you got some some people from coal march two people from coal march 
Uh, Dan Gordon from PCO Bookkeepers, we actually use him. And uh, another guy from Brio Stack, which is uh, like a software company, a routing, you know, customer management software. So tomorrow, tomorrow's all about growth through marketing instead of growth through your, your team. You know what I mean? I had a thought. Oh, my talking, God. Yeah, talking about profit sharing, right? So if, if we gave a guy a route and we said this route's supposed to do 200 a year and anything you bring, over, you bring in over that through your efforts, you're in for a percentage. But that's, that's not what profit – I mean, profit sharing is completely different. You know that, right? Profit sharing is almost like a, like a retirement plan type of deal. I don't listen. Why can't this I'm not, work out that way? I mean, profit sharing, I don't know. Like right now, we have the 401k. We have everything else. I don't know if we want to get into addition. profit. This is an addition. Oh, but what you're talking about is different, and we already do that to a certain extent. For people that have been with us for a certain amount of time, they want to bring in new business, they get a piece of it. All right. Okay. Okay. So I, but it's different. It's not, it's, it's not water. Water? Water. Oh. It's not profit sharing because profit sharing would be like you get, uh, it would be after the profit. What you're talking about is giving them a percentage off the top, which cuts yeah. into the profit. You know what I mean? Well, I it's not a bad idea. Was bringing in, if somebody was bringing in 200 a year, and through their efforts, they, they brought in another 20,000 to that. Maybe they didn't come up with a new job. Maybe they sold extra job. Maybe they sold extra service at, at an existing stop. Well, yeah, that, there's all... You could say, look, you did 220,000, that's 20,000 over, you're going to get 2% of that. It's something to be looked at down the line. The difficulty in commercial pest control, which we, which, if, if we get into the residential market, everything we do will have to be different. But yes. being that we're in commercial, there's only a certain amount of upselling that can be done because we've, in, in the initial process, we've done most of it, right? Um, we've given them. That's a good point, yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of what these companies are talking about here do a lot of residential. Some, some of it doesn't apply to us, and some of it does. You know, like I, I was talking to a guy today that his technician, they make, uh, make $18,000 a year, and then the rest is commissions based off production. Right, right. So, but, it, but by law, when we were setting up, um, when, we, when we did our whole HR, I know you love HR, but when we did our whole HR um, quality control thing like six years ago to see where we were, I wanted to see if it was possible to, to do that type of business model. And in order at that time, in order to do a commission-based technician, you had to be, I think it was 70% residential customers. So we weren't even, we didn't even qualify to do it. And and it's still a tough, it's still tough in our industry or the market that we service commercial because if it's all residential and you go to Mrs. Jones' house for ants and you didn't get rid of ants, you got to go back there on your own time, not on your own time, but it's got to go on your route and you don't, back. you don't get, yeah. and you don't get paid for it. 
Right. Um, so in, in a commercial office space that we do, where we break the whole thing down over a month, if somebody on the third floor at their cubicle brings roaches in with lunch, is it really the tech's fault? Should he not get paid to go service that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, well, I could talk for days about this stuff. Okay. Hey, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, I think they're doing a barbecue thing somewhere. At least, I mean, it's on them, so I'm going. Okay. Going to get some short ribs? Uh, Probably not. We'll see. Okay. What are you doing? You yawning? We're up early this morning. Yeah, it was up at 6 o'clock. Me too. Yeah, I'm not used to it though. All right. I think, I think All right. So good. listen. Yeah. I'm gonna get out of here and get ready, freshen up a little bit. So let me do my. This is Joshi and. Before we go, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. I just want to tell you about this wonderful uh, website I learned. It's called Stop Hero, and you get on. Uh, on the internet and you punch it in and you put the address where you're going to go in the city in any of the boroughs and uh, up on the screen will come a whole bunch of places to park and it's sometimes like half the price of what you would normally pay so what did you get free parking from them to mention them right now no i'm just helping out my i'm helping out mr and mrs america and all the ships at sea and my many friends who I'd like to see save some money. Buy, with that money, buy me a Christmas present. Okay. All right, put the money in their pocket, all right? But it's a what it's else? a good thing. It's a good thing for the industry. You got guys going to Manhattan. Instead of paying 50 bucks to park, maybe you pay 30. You know, it's money in your pocket. You know what I mean? I hear you. You go to a show with, with your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and um, you save a little dough on the, on the. Maybe you have enough save enough for an extra martini or two. All right, whatever you say, bro. Okay, I'm telling all you, right, this is so valuable. It's all valuable. All right, so listen. This is Ed Sheehan saying from Colony Confidential saying thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to you again in the near future. In the meantime, God bless you.